Hey, what's up? This is Mario with Rugged 33 Podcast. I'm so excited today because I have my daughter, Sunny. She's back on the show with me. And today's uh, topic is angels and demons. We're going to be talking about that. How's it going, Sunny? Hi, everything's going good. Nice to be here. Glad to hear your voice, Dad. (laughs) Yeah, it's been... It's been a little bit. Uh, well, we've been corresponding through texts and emails. And what are you up to? You're back at school? Yeah, I'm back at school. This is my third week. And, you know, just getting back to the grind and working. So that's about it. Yeah, where are you working at? Target still? Yeah, I work at Target still. So. Oh, that's good. Make that money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. And it's your senior year, huh? Scary. Man, I feel old. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Well, I'm back in Asia. Uh, things are going pretty good. I just want to catch up with the listeners. So I'm back in Asia. I arrived here, and Sunny knows uh, the story. We'll talk a little bit about it. I'm laying down on my couch. I had just got finished interviewing to be an online teacher um, for one school international school and i wake up and my friend from here from asia she's like hey i'll be there in 30 minutes uh do you want to work at an international school and i was like uh sure i'll i'll see what it's about and so anyways i go to the interview within 20 minutes now when i talk like this it's about god's favor you know it's not about oh i'm the best teacher in the world or blah 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 anyways so within 20 minutes, they offer me this amazing package, and I know it's God's favor. I know. I mean, I'm a Chicano, all tattooed out, Christian in a Muslim country, and, you know, I get offered this amazing job at an international school, fifth grade teacher. So that's how God works, honey. That's awesome, Dad. Amazing to hear. I was so happy when you told me. Well, you wow. know the... Yeah, you know the pressure. Like, I was like, man, how am I going to do it, you know, with funds? And a lot of people don't know that when you're a missionary, uh, a lot of times, well, most of, most of us live by faith. That means that if you're a missionary, you you are depending on the church or other people's uh, to help you with finances. Because in some countries, you can't work. And that was my situation here, I would have to get a work visa. And with this job, they're paying for my visa. Um, I mean, the package is just amazing. So God has totally blessed me. (laughs) Sunny? Oh, (laughs) I didn't know if you wanted me to respond or not, but yeah. Yeah. Well, when you told um, when you told me about it, I was like so happy. Like you sent me pictures and like everything, and, and I was just so happy and so excited for you. And I knew that God was doing good things in your life, you know. Yeah, like, definitely. Yeah. And, and not only that, um, I got blessed. I sold my Jeep, my dearly beloved Jeep. I sold that. That was a whole story in itself. Two days I before I left, right. Yeah, sad about it a little bit. <laughs> right. It's all right. God always replaces with something amazing and great, right? And so 
I sell the Jeep and I get here. Now, mind you, I've been walking in a third world country for the last nine months and uh, taking buses and taxis and all this kind of stuff. And so I was like, Lord, I need a car. And uh, so actually, and this is news to Sunny too. She's just finding out actually this past Sunday, uh, I bought a car. Oh, and, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. I got a uh, Subaru Outback. And um, because you guys know I like to go hunting and fishing and hiking and all that kind of stuff. And so, yeah, God blessed me with a cool car and it's reliable. And actually, I will probably get it on Friday. So I have That's to do paperwork. Awesome. That's right? so awesome, Dad. I'm so happy for you. Yeah, everything everything is working out. And that's the cool thing about just this season. You guys know the first nine months it was difficult. Here I got arrested, or I should say detained. I got detained, arrested, and had to pay bribes, all that kind of stuff. It was just a rough first nine months. And now it seems like the dust settled. How in the world could I be first of all, a Christian, then a Chicano all tattooed out and, um, and then get hired at an international school where the prime minister's kids go there. And, and I say this because that's how God is. That's how our God is. That's how he works. If, can he trust you? Can he trust you with this next season? You know? Mm-hmm. And so I'm just excited. All glory to God, definitely. So, but hey, I wanted to talk about today. Our topic is angels and demons. And um, <laughs> what did you think about, Sunny, when I messaged you about our topic today? Well, first you were like, oh, yeah, maybe we'll, you know, talk about like you going back to Asia and all this stuff. And then you're like, wait, what if we do angels and demons? And at first I was like, oh, God, what does he want to talk about? Like, because there's that we could talk about with this and it's something that's not talked about like you know in sermons on a Sunday you know and or even like in Sunday school or or any just type of thing like that it's not widely talked about and I was just unsure of what what you wanted to touch on this yeah yeah definitely so how about we'll start here so I want to bring up our our base scripture today is Ephesians six twelve, and I could give you both Old Testament and New Testament scriptures, but it says, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. So what does that mean? It means, you know, we are dealing with a spiritual world. And a lot of times we forget about that. Even Yes, even as Christians, we forget that we're battling against spirits and principalities. Now, disclaimer for this topic. I'm not one that believes that everything is Satan. I have friends that are like that in the Christian world. Like they see a crow fly and they're like, oh my God, that's Satan. You know, or <laughs> Sonny knows some of them. So uh, that's not where I'm coming from. I'm coming from a nice, I'm coming from a balanced out where I believe in in the spirit world, I've experienced it, and also coming from a clinical chaplain. You guys know I went to school to be a clinical chaplain, and so 
yes, sometimes people are chemically imbalanced and they are, you know, um, simple terms, crazy. There, there's something wrong. And then there's also the spirit world where they can be possessed or, or they could be demonized um, and, or oppressed by a demon. And, so, and sometimes it could be both. And the reasons why I know it could be both, because in my class when I was taking this, um, Sunny, it was crazy because we have a psychotherapist and then we have all these different chaplains and all from different backgrounds, Methodists, uh, Presbyterian, Evangelical, you know, Pente- Pentecostal movement. We have all these different Christians and one Muslim guy who is an imam for basically a pastor for Muslims. And so we're all in this class together and we had to do a didactic. We had to do a case study on whether it was an actual physical uh, issue or was it a spiritual issue. So our findings was, was amazing. Sometimes it's both physical and spiritual, or sometimes it was just physical and sometimes it was just spiritual. So that's the perspective. What about you, Sunny? What was your earliest remind or memory of of this type of situation um well always you know with you know you and my grandparents we always talked about this stuff very openly so even at a young age like oh I know like what you know demons are and I just know not to mess around with that thing like things like that like be careful what kind of music you listen to and be careful like movies things you watch and just overall, like, protect yourself in certain things because we never know, like, what people's intentions are when they create music or movies and, and stuff like that. So probably yeah. the, the earliest type thing was, ha- was uh, that I can remember, like, being oppressed in my sleep uh, was when we lived in Bakersfield. That was probably my, my first, like, real one that I, that I could remember, like, something happening. And okay, I paint, was sleep- yeah, paint a picture for us. What does that look like when you say oppressed? Um, so basically, like in my sleep, I can't move. I can't. It's like in my if I'm dreaming, I can't move. I can't talk. Nothing like and people call it, you know, sleep paralysis. But right. they, it's more it's more like a scientific type thing. But but in the Christian realm world, you know, this is what this is what it has to do with this is being oppressed in your sleep. So basically I'm sleeping. I feel like I'm in a dream, but I know I'm like kind of in and out of sleep. And I usually always keep my bedroom door closed. And for some reason I like turned, um, I barely opened my eyes and I can see this like shadow, big shadow um, in my doorway. And I'm like kind of sensitive enough, but I'm not fearful. And um, so I just kind of like, oh, whatever, like go back to sleep. <laughs> and I paid yeah. so much. I, because I, I didn't really understand like that's what it was, that it was literally a demon in my doorway. And until I brought it up to you, like, like even years later when we talked about it. Yeah. That's great. That's, that's crazy. So that, that was basically your first, your first personal experience. I know you've heard stories, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah most of the stories uh, when I was younger. 
Yeah, because we, as a family, we talked about it openly because as a child, my parents, like people would actually bring people who were demonized or demon possessed, they would bring them to my parents and um, my parents would pray for them and God would free them from, you know, this spirit, this entity, this demon. And so as excuse me, I almost coughed. As a child, um, I would hear because usually we would be in another room. Sometimes they would bring them to our home. And so I remember as children, we could hear um, a different voice coming out of a person um, that didn't sound normal or human. Um, and so I, we would be in my room. Usually we would end up in my room, me and my sister and my brother. And it's sort of, it's sort of sad, like thinking about it now, cause I would be like, let's say nine or 10 and me and my brother and my sister, we sometimes we would just sit in a circle, hold hands or just remember, uh, memory is we would sit in a circle, we would hold hands and we'd pray together while my parents were, you know, praying for the person to be free. And so this was very, very normal. And um, I think one of the, when I finally saw it for myself, I was 13. I remember I was coming home from my friend Andy's house. You know who Andy is, Sonny, right? Yeah, I remember Andy. Yeah. So I'm coming home from his house. I'm on my skateboard, it's about 7.30 at night. I'm coming through the back gate. I'm living in Whittier, California at this time. Coming through the back gate. And what I see with my eyes, I was like, oh, my gosh. So we had a big um, sliding glass door. And I could see in a distance, I could see my parents and actually Lewis and Cynthia, uh, my brother, which I call my brother. He's the brother in faith. Um, him and his wife are praying for this lady um, named Esther. And they're praying for her. But what I seen with my eyes was I, I, I couldn't see her face or anything like that. They were praying for her. She was on the ground and they're, they're just praying for her. And anyways, so, but I could see with my own eyes where the whole room was like filled with uh it seemed like a fog or a mist and I'm not, I'm not making this up. And I was so afraid that I, I ran around the house to the front door and just went to my room, you know, because of what I saw, I was like, that is crazy. You know, like why would there be a mist or a fog? And for some of you, a lot of people don't know, like if there was a poster child for a Christian for like, um, you know, being being a, a skeptic at times, especially about the spirit, spirit world, like I would be that person. And so I, I was just always like that, like question, well, maybe, you know, something spilled over and a mist came about, you know, that was me. Um, and so as I got older and had to deal with these kinds of things myself as a young minister, as a young pastor, um, because I always thought like, oh my gosh, when is it going to be my turn to pray for somebody? I knew that one day I would, ha I would pray for somebody to come to freedom, 
you know? And um, it was just, I remember thinking about that and I'll share with you because it's, it's quite the experience. My, my first time praying for somebody and leading prayer and leading somebody to freedom. So, um, but Sonny, I also wanted to, you know, just pick your brain about like, what does your generation, I know you've had, you know, uh, contact with your friends and you've talked about things like this, if you don't mind sharing an experience about, um, you know, talking about the angels and demons, spiritual warfare, things like this. Yeah, well, with my friends, um, you know, we're all just young Christians. Some of my friends grew up in church and some of them didn't. And so um, I feel like a lot of them have never, like, been talked to about, you know, spiritual warfare and demons and and any anything from in that subject. Um, and so when I tell them about it, they're kind of just like, oh, like, you know, that's ghosts. I'm like, mm. and then me, I'm like, well, ghosts aren't real. And so they always, or like, even like sleep paralysis, they'll be like, oh, you're just having a nightmare, like, you know, sleep paralysis, like, you know, and yeah. they just kind of like brush it off. And then there's some of my other friends who, who are, will ask questions and they'll be like, well, like what, like, uh, what is that? Like, what does it mean? And and they'll ask me about my experiences and because of me growing up in church saying, I'm a pastor's kids. And I tell them stories from like when I was a kid and all of the um, stories that like my grandparents and you have told me from, you know, all the times that grandma and grandpa have brought demon possessed people to, to the house <laughs> to come pray for them. <laughs> yeah. and, and so for them, it's like something like completely new and, they're just kind of confused about it because we don't talk about it. You know, like how I mentioned earlier, like, you know, the pastors aren't giving servant sermons about this every Sunday, you know? Right, so right. they know, no they know nothing about it. Yeah. But. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I, re I remember uh, we were living in Wilmington, California. They call your grandparents at this time. I'm about 10. They call your grandparents because a man was howling in the Wilmington Cemetery like a dog. Mm -hmm. And so the family calls your grandma and grandpa. They, your grandma and grandpa, they, they tell them, oh, bring them to the house. So they bring them to our house. And I'm like, you know, I did, obviously I didn't know the whole story at the time. And so they bring the man to the house. And this guy was just like, I could just hear it growling like, not talking in a normal voice to the point that the police came and it was funny because oh, yeah i i talked about this on a podcast um mega man podcast and mega man was asking me he's like hey do you remember that time and he remembers because he lived in the front house and he was a kid yeah and he so this story, so anyways, what ends up happening is the police come because my parents are praying for him. And this guy is just like wild, you know, just like roaring and, you know, acting like an animal. And um, so the police come, they shine the light, their flashlight on the man's face and the officer, which knew my dad, 
says Pastor Noe, uh, obviously this is not <laughs> this is not for us. This is not our jurisdiction. And they left. They're they're like, we'll just leave it to you guys. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so and that's a, that so even with that story, like yeah, I remember it clear as day and I remember hearing it. I didn't see his face. I just, you know, my parents told me and and other ministers who were praying for him told me about the story later. And so experiencing things like this. And so I want to be very careful. I'm not shining the light. I know we've talked about demons and we're talking about angels. And the reason why is because there's a huge deceit uh, where people are more likely in this world to believe in demons and, you know, they call it black magic or white magic or they're more, our, our society is desensitized to things like this. And this is why like people are watching the conjuring and they're watching all these things and it's so normal. But when we talk about what is the opposite of that, you know, is the Holy spirit that dwells and lives inside of us. And as believers, we believe this, right? Yeah. And so most people are more apt to, you know, evil. And, and we understand this at the end of days, it says that people will be more towards and they will be um, uh, believing more towards evil than good. And so, and this is what's happening. And this is why people are opening doors. You're giving these spirits legal right when you, some of the music that you listen to, some of the things that you watch, some of the things that you do, it, it's almost like um, saying this, like, oh, I'm just going to le uh, let a little bit of witchcraft in my life. And even Christians do this as well. Yeah. Stip your toe and so, a little bit. What was that? <laughs> Dip your toe in it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And so it, it, could we talk about the situation about tarot cards? Remember, we we had an experience, and we'll go that direction. Okay, yeah. So um, I... Don't, don't use names. Okay, I will use. So um, I was happened to be in Arizona because I was visiting my best friend, Natalia. And um, she was like, oh, um, let's go, you know, hang out with some of her GCU friends because that, that's where she graduated from and she was attending so we go to his dorm room and I, I meet a bunch of her friends and we're just hanging out and this girl pulls out tarot cards and instantly I just look at Natalia because I don't believe in that and neither does she and and this girl like kind of knows to about me and Natalia and that we're both believers and everything and so I was just I was just so stunned because I had never been in the presence of them I knew what they were and I knew they were bad and that um it just wasn't something that sat right with me so I just kind of look at Natalia and we're kind of looking at each other like oh I'm kind of uncomfortable like we instantly were both uncomfortable with it and then our other friend who happened to be with us, he is also a believer too. He's a pastor's kid as well, one of my other good friends. And uh, he instantly notices our faces and the girl, you know, pulls out the tarot cards and uh, this other girl was like, oh, do my reading or whatever. And 
we're just like I was like what the heck and the girl's like explaining she's like oh like I don't really know much about this so like I'm just kind of give you like the brief version of what these cards mean or whatever and I'm just like what is going on like this girl doesn't even know what it is and it's so like ignorant about what those means what those cards mean but yet she will openly doing it in front of a like a room full of people like there's not there's more than five of us in this room and so then my friend who um who knows the girl more uh knows her better kind of gets her to like stop doing it but like in a nice way like because she was asking other people like oh do you want me to like you know um read, read your cards and he then he's like oh like I don't you know I don't think anybody wants to so she so he's she was like okay and she just put him away yeah and I remember when I came back from Arizona and I talked to you about it I was just like what the heck like that's it's so normalized and in our society today especially with young people yeah yeah definitely stunned by it yeah I well you know, and that's the thing. It's just like in, I remember one of my experiences, I went with my cousin to his neighbor's house and I was probably at this time, I was probably about 13 and I heard about Ouija boards, you know, I knew that they weren't good, but I was still curious to see what they were all about. So we go to my, my cousin's house. He's like, Hey, let's go to my neighbors. We go over there and they start playing with the Ouija board. And here I'm just watching, you know, like, my cousin put his fingers on it and he's asking it questions. He's like, I'm going to ask questions about grandma. And I'm like, okay. So he's asking questions and dude, it spelled out my grandma's name. My grandma's name's Elvira. It, oh, right. No. Spells out my grandma's name, new answers about, or had answers about my grandma, like real legit answers. It would spell it out. And then, um, after like the third question, like that, the the thing that's on the board just like slid across like in a in an angry way, and my cousin was like, "Dude, what the heck was that?" And so I was so uncomfortable, and we left. And of course, when we left, I prayed. I was like, "I don't want any of that stuff to follow me." So I prayed, and I'm like, "Lord." you know, like have your way. I'm, I'm sorry, you know, that I was involved in that. And I don't want any of that stuff around me, you know, because the word of God says this is to be absent of the body means to be present with the Lord. And so it's not a ghost. If you, if somebody has passed, they're either with God or separated from God. They're either two. That's it. They're not, in this other world as a ghost, they're either with God or separated from God. And this is what we believe as Christians. And so we know society says different. Oh, there's a ghost or it's good. It's my spirit guide. It's my spirit. It's all this kind of stuff. Believe me, I've experienced these things and I've sat with me and I don't know it all. I just, I'm just talking to you from my perspective and point of view and my belief. We have to be so careful not to open these kinds of doors. When we watch movies and we listen to different kinds of music and we allow ourselves to be involved in certain things, 
like this, we're opening the door to the spirit world. And it is it is not good. It is not good, especially if you're, like I said, sometimes we're like, oh, today I'll just let a little bit of witchcraft in my life. You know, that's equal to what it's saying. Excuse me. <coughs> I'm just getting over a cold, man. I got so sick this past weekend. Yeah. So even talking about, you know, angels and demons, I call it that just so for people to be interested because, and people have asked me like, Pastor Mario, will you talk about these things? Have you talked about these? And I'm like, yeah, I have. I just haven't really talked about it on my own podcast, but that's what we're here today. I'm pretty sure there's going to be a lot of questions. I a lot of people are going to be like, oh my God, what did that look like? So and Sunny, feel free to ask any kind of questions because I want it to be more a conversation, not an interview, okay? Okay. <laughs> okay. So, okay, <laughs> let, let me tell you this story. And you can ask any questions. So okay. my first time as a young minister praying for somebody for freedom, okay? Mm-hmm. We were at your Uncle Lewis's church. Okay. And I'm this young minister and um, I'm, I'm working altar call. Like in other words, for people who, you know, don't know, it's like people will go up to the front and they'll ask for prayer. So I'm praying for people, encouraging people. And uh, my, my bro, Lewis taps me on the shoulder and he points and because music was going, it wasn't crazy loud, but it was loud enough. He points and he's like, hey, pray for that guy. And I look at him and I was like, uh, I don't want to pray for that guy. Like, I knew something was wrong with him. Yeah. Is this when we lived in Modesto? Yeah. Oh, okay. I remember Do you remember this? this? Yeah. I was in okay. uh, fourth grade at this time. You were? I was in fourth, was in fourth grade, yep. Okay. Th- <laughs> All right, throw in your experience along with me, okay? okay? So here, this dude, this 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 young man starts manifesting like evil. Now, what does that look like? It looks like uh, he's growling. He's in fetal position. Um, he's uh, sounds are coming out that are not normal of a human being. And I'm just like, what the heck? And so at this time, a lot of, you know, this pastor's experience, Lewis's experience. And so he says, uh, hey, we got to clear out the church. So they clear out. the. Now, mind you, this is during a church service. So they, they, service is almost done. And so they clear out the church. And uh, so at that time, Sonny, did you even know what was going on yet? No, one of the ladies of the church was like, okay, we're going to go outside. And we're like, we're like, why? Why can't we just stay in, you know, the kids' room and play? Like, are we going to be leaving soon? And she's like, no, they're praying for somebody and we need to stay outside the church. And she was, like, younger. She was, like, new. So I was like, and, you know, I, I know a lot about this stuff, especially even at a younger age. And, and so we're, she gets all of the kids and she brings us all outside. And it's basically like pastor's kids, you know, the, um, this kids of the, the people of the church, like the bishops and whatnot. And 
um, anybody who was helping uh, with prayer. And so we're all outside and she's like, okay, like, um, cause all of us kids were looking through the glass, the door's glass, but they have like a, a black like film over it. So you couldn't really see inside. Yeah. And so we, so all of us kids have our face pressed up against it. And all we can see is just all, like you and all the other pastors and everybody praying like for this person, but we can't really see the person because it looks like they're like on the ground. Yeah. And then she's like, she's like all, trying to be like all nice. She's like, okay, guys, let's not look through the door. Like, <laughs> and hours go by and we're just waiting. And I'm just like, oh yeah, I bet that guy's uh, um, possessed in there. And they're like, what? Little kids. Okay. Real nice, like, real nice, Sunny. I'm about breaking it to all the little kids. I'm like, yeah, there's some evil going on in there. <laughs> but go ahead, okay. Dad, from your perspective. All right. So what's happening is we're praying for this guy. And Pastor Lewis is like, Pastor Mario, you'll lead. And I'm just like, no, no, mind you, let me back up a little bit. Before we started praying for him, I'm not lying. Guys, I was terrified. I was so scared. And you want to know what I was scared about? I was scared about because I've seen it done. I've, I ha at this point in time in my life, I never led somebody coming to freedom, being released from a demon. But I had been there and prayed alongside. I never was like the lead guy. And so to pray. And so, but I've seen where the demon actually accuses people that are praying and lets out like dirty laundry about them, right? Accusation. And a lot of it is accusations and lies. We know that Satan is the father of lies, right? Yeah. And he's the accuser. This is what scripture says. He's the accuser of the brother and he's the accuser of the Christian. And so I was deathly afraid <laughs> that that was going to happen to me. Yeah. And uh, so you could only imagine. So anyways, so... Um, and not only that, I was just like, I don't know if I could do this. And so I went and prayed back to the story. I went and prayed for somebody else. And my brother came and taps me on the shoulder and very firm and kind, like Pastor Lewis is. He's like, no, you're going to pray for him. So I was like, like in my mind, I'm like, oh my gosh. Right. And I'm not lying. I was afraid. So I, I just prayed. I'm like, Lord. I need your Holy Spirit. Like, I need courage. And I just prayed. And I stood at the man's feet. And I, I was just saying a prayer, like, give me courage, Lord. Like, like you did with Samson and you did with David. Like, Lord, I need, I need your spirit, you know, uh, of courage and not of fear. You didn't give me a spirit of fear. And so... Right after that, I'm not lying, like moments later, it was just like fear went away. And and uh, it was like, I, you know, I was, I got courage and I, I was like, okay, guys, let's start praying for him. So we start praying for him. And let me describe to you what's happening. Well, you know, um, his, first of all, I want to start it with this is I'll give you a physical description. His eyes, there was no white in his eyes. And, um, 
And I was like, what the heck? Right. And he was, he was on all fours acting like an animal, acting like a dog. If I would put uh, olive oil on him, we would, you know, I would put oil on his forehead and, and be praying for him. He would actually wipe it off and lick his palm like a dog while he's growling and seeing crazy stuff. And which I thought it was only moments. I mean, I thought it was like 30 minutes that we were, had been praying for him. And when we were done, it was like, how, how long was it? Saying like a couple of hours? Yeah, it had to be about four hours. <laughs> I, I honestly thought it was like an hour. No, it was way longer because she had the lady, the girl who was with us, she had to take us to the gas station down the street because we were starting to get hungry. So she took us to go get snacks. And so like try to waste time because we were just like, what's going on? Yeah. She had to, yeah. She had to calm so, down. Well, so back to the story. So we're praying for him and he's just, he, I'm not lying. He's acting like a dog. He would lap it off. He would growl. He would get on all fours and act like a dog. And so we're praying. And anyways, what it comes down to is you have, it's important that you, uh, when you pray for them, you're, you're, you are trying to cast out the demon. You're trying to send it back, you know, to where it belongs. And so you're praying and uh, anytime uh, one would come out, a huge scream would come out. Uh, could you hear anything? No. Cause she, okay. um, because when I guess stuff was getting crazy or something, maybe she yeah. did. And, we, you know, us kids, we were just kind of playing. So she made sure that we weren't anywhere near like the door oh, or anything. That's good. Yeah. So, yeah. So it, anytime it, you know, a, a spirit would come out, it would scream. And so uh, yell, roar. And so uh, I want to say probably like seven, uh, there was about seven roars or seven yells or screams and um which to us it, it seemed like you know like I said 30 minutes to an hour so he's like no it was like four hours and I remember that it was um but at one point um when he's coming to freedom and people are like well why do you do this well these people are demonized and what that means is that they are the spirit lives inside of them and basically gets them to do what it wants for them to do. And so this guy, I mean, it was, we, we, we want to live in freedom people. And this is why inside the Bible, there's written more accounts of people being free from demons than even miracles. Why? Because if people are demonized, which the church has gone away from this, and again, I'm not a demon hunter. I'm not like, oh, no, what I'm the reason why we're talking about this is because we want people to come to freedom in Christ so, so that they know, like, like if you could imagine a, a, a spirit, some people, there's some people that have a spirit of of drugs or of alcohol or of anger or, or I should say of rage and these spirits control them. And this is why it's so difficult for them to come to freedom. This is why they can't kick the habit. This is why it controls their life. It's so powerful in their life. Right. And so 
when we pray for these things, we are casting, sending out the demon, sending it back so that people can be free and they could walk in the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. That they get that that dry, dark area in their life can be filled with the Holy Spirit and God's word. Sending, we might have to do like two segments because we're already at the 40 mark. Yeah. And I have, we have so much more that we could talk about that I. <laughs> I even texted you about before this. I was like, yeah, I have this, this, and this to talk about. Yeah, we will have to do two segments. So this will be segment one. But let me get back to the story. So this is why we're talking about it is because a lot of people, they are, de- people are demonized. It is real. It is true. It The spirit world is more real than me and Sunny sitting here. And a lot of people don't know it. And this is the great deceit of Satan is that, oh, there is no Satan. There is no hell. There is no. And so many people are falling for this. And and it's very normal. Sunny, go ahead and uh, jump in on this topic. Yeah, it's super normal. Like we don't like even I go to, you know, the Bible Institute of Los Angeles. And uh, I have in any Bible class that I have taken and I can only remember one time where we talked about demons because um, this kid was sharing his testimony and how he came to Christ because he was demon possessed. And he, we spent um, a a chunk of the class period of him just talking about what had happened to him. And, and and people are just crying like the, the, um, because the professor had had a, a meeting with him. Mm-hmm. And because this professor, um, our class was three hours long. So he had gave uh, an hour and a half to any students who wanted to give their testimony to share with the class. And to start out, the professor was like, yeah, I really would like this student to give his testimony because this is something that we is we don't talk about enough. And it happened to be, that's how we started out with class. This kid talking about how he was demon possessed. Well, dude, that professor crazy stepped out, you know, in faith. Yeah. Because you're right. We don't hear, even in the Christian world, we don't hear a lot about it. Mm-hmm. And then it sucks because there's some people who have abused, you know, the Holy Spirit and they went to another, you know, uh, spectrum of, of um, you know, seeing gold dust and just other crazy things and, yeah. and have, have distorted it. But it's important that we don't throw out the baby with the bathwater. You know what I'm saying? Like the spirit world is real. It's as real as me and Sunny sitting here. It's as real as me and you sitting here. And this is why, like, think about it. Let's, let's think about this. The word of God says that Satan has been watching, has been looking at us for years, looking for a way, right? And I'm paraphrasing, looking for a way to get a foothold on our lives. So if you look at it through generations, what mess with your dad or what mess with your mom will probably mess with you. And I'm talking about in life, right? And sometimes because we live in shame and guilt, we don't talk about those things. We don't talk about, especially in the Christian world, we don't talk about alcoholism. We don't talk about sexual abuse. We don't talk about anything like that. It's very, especially now, it's very surface level. Sunny, your thoughts? Yeah, I think you're 100% right because it's like if you're it's almost like if your life isn't perfect then 
like that's that's the way like the church is sometimes like if you're not seen as perfect or your life doesn't look all put together and something like that like you struggle with alcoholism or sexual abuse then you kind of you're you feel like if you're judged or looked at different because of some because of these struggles that you have yeah definitely definitely so i want to wrap it up because we're at the 44 minute mark but in this segment, I just we wanted to introduce the spirit world, and we call it angels and demons. Um, we know that we don't uh, wrestle against person, but we wrestle against the spirit behind it. And uh, you know that's that's it's it's just crazy. It's it's super real, and so I know it's going to generate a lot of questions. People will have like message me. Message me, guys, you message me anyways. Message me. Let me know any questions that you have. Feel free. And again, I don't want to glamorize the demon part, but I know a lot of people had questions about it. What I want to talk about is the Holy Spirit, and that is God's Spirit that dwells inside of us. And with Him, all things are possible. All things are possible. You can get out of depression. You can get out of alcoholism, out of sexual immorality, all of these things through the Holy Spirit. With him, all things are possible. And this is how uh, we are here today. It doesn't mean that we don't have problems. We don't have issues. It's only because of Christ that we can live a joyful life. We've all been through things. And so I just wanted to thank you guys. Sunny, thank you for being. I'm excited for the second segment. People are asking like, hey, when are you coming out with the next one? Well, this one's coming out tonight. It's 617 in the morning in Asia right now. And what time is it over there, Sunny? It is 517 p.m. <laughs> nice. Oh, it's and it's what, Monday? Yes, it is Monday. Oh, it's Tuesday here. Yeah. Well, guys, it's been a good time. We will have part two. Get ready. Invite your friends and family. We talked about angels and demons, demon paralysis, uh, demon possession, demonized. And we talked about God's awesome, freeing love, the, the gospel message of Christ that you too can come to freedom. And that's what we're all looking for is being in closer relationship with him. Sunny, thank you so much. Love you. Thank you, guys. Okay. Talk to you guys later. Peace out. Bye. Bye.